This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Raptors will take it over center and dribble out the clock. Toronto will even the series. They win it 120 to 102. We'll see you in Milwaukee on Thursday night. Yes, the old dribble out. What a performance by the Raptors tonight to even that series. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. 120-102 was the final. Jim Taddy and Dwayne Watson with you. Player of the game is brought to you by 21 Pilots, the Bandito Tour, May 28th and 29th at Scotiabank Arena. May 28th already sold out. Get tickets for May 29th now. Player of the game for you, Dwayne, would be? I look at this game, and I have, we have to do a player of the game, of course, but yes. I really like this game is a symbol. We'll talk about it in the post-game show of how balanced this team was and they all showed up collectively tonight. Yeah. Um, but one player I gave is Kyle Lowry. Um, kind of reclaimed his spot as the leader of this team, 25 points, 10 for 10 from the free throw line, uh, six assists, one turnover. Wow. Um, yeah, I give it to Kyle. Um, I'm going to have some, uh, I'm going to exercise some license with the okay. player of the game. As you what may. I'm going to do is may. I'm going to throw the bench in. Uh, because uh, this is a, a stunning contribution from the bench. Powell, 18 points. Abaka, 17. And Van Vliet, 13. In the pregame, we talked about how people that weren't delivering before had to find the scoreboard, and yep. those that were had to bring more. And when you outscore your the other bench, 48-23, that is, I mean, that's, with all due respect, that's unraptor-like that you would get 48 points off the bench. Especially based on what we've seen from the Milwaukee bench this season, yeah. like of this in this series. And I think you're right. Um, this was... The moment that we wanted, that we've seen throughout the season, talking about the depth of this Raptors team and the balance of the guys and the bitches stepping up and playing their positions and, and playing defense too. But the ball's going in the hole, and that's one thing. We talk about things not traveling from game to game in the playoffs. If you're, if you're scoring well, the ball's falling in, that's going to travel. Well, you go back to game five of the Sixers series here that we did, and we were talking that night about how everybody had to chip in, and they did offensively. What you got tonight was some offensive numbers, but a lot of grit. I mean, you saw guys empty the tank here physically. Yeah, I think you saw a lot of grit and mental toughness, and I think we look at, you know, go back to Marcus All in game three, how he kind of turned to the corner, and then you look at how this team is like, you know what, Kawhi and Pascal really gave it last game. They expended all their energy. Listen, you guys sit back. We got you. And that's that recognition and that activation is so significant for this club. In the Pain is brought to you by Access Storage, the only Canadian-owned storage provider from coast to coast. Check out accessstorage.ca. So we'll go to some of these stats that are at the bottom of the box score. Points in the paint, 40 apiece for the Bucks and the Raptors. Second chance points, Bucks 8, Raptors 10. Fast break points, Bucks 13, Raptors 12. That doesn't really tell you what happened in yeah. this game. This was the full blitz from the Raptors. Yeah, you're right. It's funny to look at some of these numbers and not really get an idea of, like, if you looked at, if you didn't watch this game and said, oh, okay, this seems pretty even. Um, but, no, it's not. And I think, you know, as we said, the bench scoring is definitely a standout number. And also the scoring of the other people not named Kawhi and Pascal. And also if you look at the other scoring on the, on the, for the Bucks, not named Middleton and they didn't have that. They didn't have the balanced effort that the Raptors did. I think that's that's very that's big. Yeah, this is a game for me that you don't want to get too much uh, too deep into the numbers because they don't tell you what happened. What happened was the Raptors got stronger by the quarter, which which is something you couldn't have predicted. And that's something we talked about too with Josh Lindbergh at halftime. The, rap, the rebounding battle, the Raptors did win, win win the rebounding battle, but you just saw everyone boxing out like. 
having their guys, a ball would land on the floor. The, the effort and desire was there so much greater in terms of like, oh, okay, we just jumped up and grabbed the ball. They made sure that they were not going to get these rebounds, and that was one of the Achilles heels for this team in terms of letting the, the Bucks get active on the offensive glass. So I'm going to call an audible here. Mike Budenholzer, the uh, coach of the Bucks, is at the podium. Let's listen in. It's probably the first night defensively where um, don't feel like we were um, close to where you need to be. Um, to give yourselves a chance. So uh, credit to, to Toronto. They obviously played well, had a lot of guys step up and play well. Their bench was, was very good. Um, we need to look at the film and see, uh, you know, the areas where we can be better defensively and, and offensively. Um, we're just going to have to be better. But we're going home, and, uh, it's, you know, two very good teams. Uh, you know, it's going to be a hell of a series. Eric named the athletic, but uh, on a night where Kawhi doesn't score a lot, do you take a, a second to reconsider the defense and how, the open shots that you're giving to some of the other guys when you see the guys off the bench have the impact that they have? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's you know kind of alluded to in the opening that you know I think defensively, just uh, tonight didn't feel like where we need to be defensively as good as we need to be. So, um, you know, just reflecting on the game. I'm not sure uh, a lot of those uh, were ne necessarily Kawhi Leonard-centric. You know, I think just um, some other guys played well. Um, they got to good spots. They shared the ball. They passed it. Uh, they made open shots. They made some, uh, some high-degree difficulty shots. So that's a bad combination. They're making open looks, and then they're making tough ones too. And, um, you know, we'll have to look to see how much of it is, you know, how we're guarding Leonard, what we're doing with Leonard. And, how much of it is just we need to be better individually, uh, we need to be better collectively. Bud, Greg Matzek, WTMJ. Are you at a point after back-to-back -back losses where you may need to reconsider anything at your rotations or even your starting lineup? Well, you know, I mean, this group has been great. Uh, you know, we're uh, certainly going to look at the film and look at everything. You consider everything. Uh, you know, we got a you know, couple days between now and the game, and we'll evaluate it. Cam Pittman with the pick and roll, uh, but the turnovers were down from uh, game three, but they still seemed like they were an issue. Did you, did you put that down to the Raptors' defense, or do you think you guys are being a little bit careless with the ball at times? Both. I mean, there's some just uh, hard-to-understand turnovers, and, but you know, those, even some of the hard-to-understand ones, they've upped their aggressiveness, their activity. Um, and so you have to be sharper with the ball, you have to be stronger with the ball, you have to cut harder, screen harder, uh, do all those things. And even though if, if the turnovers were lower, you know, I still don't think um, you know, we executed and took care of the ball the way we needed to. Uh, Matt Velasquez, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, with their trapping and, and aggressiveness on defense, what do you guys need to do offensively to start to get things going? Well, you know, it always helps if, uh, you know, we make, we shoot the ball a little bit better. We got to, uh, we got to finish in the paint better. It feels like, you know, again, reflecting on the game, there's a handful of chances around the basket that we don't finish. And, um, you know, when we get open threes, we're going to have to hit a higher percentage of them. Uh, you know, but just the, the same stuff we've been doing. Um, you know, I thought Giannis passed it. I thought we found some guys, again, in the paint. And we're going to have to finish better there, finish better at the three-point line, or make more threes. Uh, but we spoke a lot about Brogdon, and obviously he's been so good since returning. It looked like a few of his shots were falling short early. Did you think that maybe fatigue was starting to catch up a little bit, considering how much time he's missed, or what did you see with him tonight? 
Well, you know, even a player that's been perfectly healthy and playing for months, you know, occasionally they're, they, they don't have their best games. And so, you know, as a group, um, you know, I think we, you know, we can be better. But, you know, you got to give Toronto a lot of credit tonight. Uh, they were very, very good. And, uh, you know, Malcolm, um, you know, hopefully it's part of him just continue to get better legs, get better conditioning, uh, more rhythm. And uh, the more he plays, the better we'll, he'll be. That is Mike Budenholzer, the uh, head coach of the, the Bucks. Uh, he was talking about the shooting, and um, Dwayne, 46.3% for the Bucks, and the Raptors, 47.1%. Marked improvement on both. Yeah. The, I mean, obviously we see it in the, in the final score, too. Um, the offense was as much of an issue for the Raptors, I found, and it's funny because, you know, not shying away from your question, but there's one thing I like to have <laughs> interesting is that as soon as the Bucks take a loss, they question the coaches' starting lineup. Right. Well, the same thing we saw with the two Raptors, losses right? in a row, and and that's that's a natural thing. It's of two course. losses in a row, and it was the the second loss was much worse than the first exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. This is the Raptors. Yeah. This is a decisive victory for the yeah. Raptors. You know, and also there was questions about Brogdon and his health. And I think you look at this game, and and I look at these two teams, and like you know, you made a boxing analogy earlier, and I feel like the Raptors are the fighter that has the stamina to, to go the longer rounds. They can go. To, they can go the distance, and I feel that while you know the Bucks are a young team that's got like you know knockout power. Let's say, yeah, they haven't been tested. But, it, I feel but it's that, a twelve-round fight. Exactly. Yeah. And this, and I think Game Three was a real test for those guys, and they didn't respond. And we talked about it. We said, hey, if I'm the Bucks, I'm like, oh, we lost double overtime. I'm not really scared of this team. Yeah. But they didn't respond, and the Raptors responded. Well, sure. I mean, you're up two-one still with the double overtime loss, and you're going home anyway. And you, you might not be as emotionally invested as you should be. Well, yeah, but if you look at how the game started, it was a like, twelve to five run, I believe, for the Bucks. They really the Bucks came out and yeah, started the game. They did and then, with urgency. And, and, but once the Raptors started the counterpunch, exactly, they, they didn't have anything. And that's the thing, right? So how much do they have in the tank? And not not from a stamina standpoint, but just even like from a mental toughness standpoint, right? Yeah, I, I and, mean, and I'm is, not saying this no, over. no. This this is a two out of three. That that's what this has become now. A two out of three. Exactly. They're going to punch back on Thursday. Question is, what do the Raptors do Saturday, and what happens in Game Seven? Right, but I think the fact that now you got guys like Danny Green and Fred VanVleet and Norm Powell and even Kyle Lowry having that confidence, knowing that they can make the plays or the ball's going to go to the basket. Now you have a bunch of guys to worry about, not just two. I, I want to talk just before we break. We're going to get Nick Nurse and then Tom Stern, the former Raptors assistant, will join us. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's performance tonight: thirty-four minutes. Uh, he had seven rebounds, one assist, four steals, two blocks. And 19 points, and you would you would zero in on the 19 and say, "Wow, that's this guy was a warrior out there." Early in the third quarter, it looked like his left leg was causing him trouble. He fought through it, and, and I think uh, his performance resonated and rippled right through the rest of the roster. Agreed. I mean, his I mean, he's not having a 30 point game like we've seen of him, but you look at his box score is still quite solid. But you could tell that he wasn't quite the normal superstar Kawhi Leonard he is, and I think you know you could tell that like his leg look was an issue, the fatigue was an issue too. Um, he wasn't getting kind of the shots he wanted to, and definitely getting a lot of the attention defensively, but I felt for him getting that game and then playing that well and his team carrying him and playing that role while he played defense on Giannis yeah. was solid. Raptors win at 120-102. Series is tied at two games apiece. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Let's go downstairs, look at split. Nick Nurse. Defensively and execute the defensive schemes, and I and, uh, just didn't see many uh, problems there. You know, they were able to guard a, a bunch of different people. You know, two of those three guys, Norm and Serge, uh, ended up on um, Giannis quite a bit. So chipping in there is, is good. Uh, Serge was great on the glass. Um, and I thought both uh, Fred and Norm, 
um, give us uh, uh, Fred gives us some play calling, some organization, but they both give us some some dribble penetration and then some some shooting too. So um, it's important that um, you know those guys are out there to be able to you know catch the catch the pass off the double teams, you know, space, and if they if they rush out to them, they can get back into the paint and, and make the next play as well. You were able to get a lot of minutes with the three of them on the court at the same time, which you hadn't done a lot in these playoffs. How much does that ease the load on guys like Kawhi and Kyle and Mark and those starters? Yeah, I, th I think it's, um, you know, probably one of the biggest uh, pluses that we've seen here in the last couple games is that we are functioning very well um, in the minutes uh, Kawhi's not out there, and even tonight with Kyle and Kawhi both not out there. And that's just, again, a little bit more the way we played probably in the regular season. You know, we played, I don't know exactly how many games, 22 or whatever, without both of them, right? So we have to go function without them sometimes, and it's nice to be able to do that so they can gather. You know, we can't, they're, they're guarding tough players, and they're, they're <clears throat> running the team, and they're, playing defense and, and um, taking a lot of shots and all that stuff too. So it's nice to be able to let them gather, get their legs, get their breath back, and, and not have to play the whole game. Up to Reed, Coach, who is? Nick, uh, Reed Forgrave with CBS Sports. Um, your offense was crisp right from the jump. I mean, what, what did you generally think about the, the rhythm and flow of uh, you guys offensively? Well, I mean, obviously it was really good tonight, right? I mean, anytime you look down and we get 32 assists, uh, you know we're doing a lot right and and I think one of the interesting things about it is that um, Kawhi only has one right and he was passing the ball all night so there must have been um, where's Jonesy at Jonesy keeps track of the hockey assists he, mu he must have had a lot out and then the next pass was leading to offense because they were putting you know multiple people on him so um, I think I think again we just went in with the right mindset of you know if you're drawing more than one defender you got to get off it and our spacing was pretty good. I thought we cut better tonight, maybe than we'd had for a long time. And we were cutting in and, and then respacing. And and again, if they did get get out to us, we we you know try to attack right back in and and relocate and respace the floor and, and move keep moving the ball. Uh, we're gonna go to Dan. Coach. Nick uh, Dan Wecky with the Los Angeles Times. I think Giannis had two dunks in the layup, uh, maybe in the first three or four minutes, and you called a, a quick timeout. What was your message to the team there? And did, did you guys make an adjustment after that point? Well, I think that um, you know we always we always talk about a lot a lot of things about which, what's the foundation of our defense, and right at the top of the list is readiness. And I, and I just didn't see us ready. We were kind of back, but we were kind of straight legged. We weren't showing much length. Our um, what we call our gaps were were too wide, right? And uh, he just saw the you know he sees those openings and he's and he's punching right through them. And we just needed to. You know, we need to get down and bend our knees, right, and extend our arms and, and get ready to go and get ready to try to catch the first move and not give him the, the straight line. He's got, we got to make him, you know, bow out a little bit so it can get to our, our next help defender. To Scott, halfway to the back on the right, Coach. Nick, Scott Stinson with uh, Post Media. Um, how is Kawhi doing? He seemed to be laboring a bit out there, and were you concerned at all about pushing him too hard tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were concerned. I mean, I think he, I think he's fine, right? I think he's fine. I think he's, um, you know, he logged, logged a lot of minutes. He's certainly um, tired, you know, like a lot of guys in this series are. I think, um, you know, he looks, um, he, he looks okay to me. And, and um, you know, I think there's a number of guys out there that aren't 100%. 
you know, on both sides of the ball. But uh, again, he's got tremendous will, right? He's got tremendous desire. And, and um, I, you know, there's one time I was trying to give him uh, an extended rest there and he, he didn't really want it. So he must be okay. <clears throat> uh, Coach, to Eric on the left here, has two questions for you. Eric Curry in The Athletic. Uh, we talked before the game about offensive rebounding <clears throat> and the risk-reward of it. How important and impressive was what Serge did in that area? Well, you know, I said before the game and, and even in the Philly series, we were trying to figure out a way for Serge to impact the series. It took, it took him until about game four in that series when we decided to go big. Um, I hadn't loved the big lineup um, in this series, uh, but... Um, you know, when they go sm a little smaller, I mean, they're hardly ever small, but when they take Lopez out, um, they go to a little bit more of a, a smaller type lineup, and that's when Serge enters the game. And, he, you know, I think he just was determined, and, and, and we talked about it before the game. We said, listen, our, our transition defense has got to be great. We think if we get them in the half court, we can guard them. And I said, make really good decisions. If you're going to go in there flying in there, you better have a good chance to get your hands on it or at least tip it to keep it alive. And if you don't, you got to get, get into your sprint back. So um, I think Serge just was determined to get in there and fight for some position. And he looked really big and bouncy tonight and strong, and, and he got his hands on a bunch of them. Mark was really hard on himself after game two. He said he, he sort of felt like the offense, his offense had impacted his defense. What have you seen from him in the last two games? And was, you know, his struggles maybe over a bit just because things weren't falling? You know, a little bit. I think, I think a lot of game, you know, we always talk about that, man. He, you know, they, for some reason they didn't go in. Even, even that one for nine that, that night he had, I think six of those went in and out, you know. Um, but, you know, again, give him a lot of credit. <clears throat> I, you know, I went, I went and talked to him the next day, and it was like um, – I sensed nothing from him other than he told me I'm going to have a great game. You know, he was, it wasn't like a, a soul searching, you know, I was having, I didn't have to do a whole lot. You know, I kind of told him, I said, listen, you are a great player because my definition of a great player is you make all the other people around you better. And there's nobody else I'd want to go out there with than you. And, and he said, I'm going to play great the next game. So he did, his confidence didn't waver. He's been around a long time. He, he, he knows he can play and, and impact this game and, and impact this series in a, in a big fashion. To John, coach down front and to your left. Coach uh, John Schumann, NBA.com. Last series, it felt like your bench got shorter as the series went on. What does it do for you as a coach to go now into game five, six, seven, knowing that your bench is playing better? Well, I think that, um, again, uh, you know, there's, there's some speed we need there with Norman. You know, there's some athleticism there we need with Serge. And there's some ball handling and running the, running the club with Fred. You know that we need from those guys, and and all the other stuff that's happening. You know they're scoring, they're shooting it a little better. Surges on the glass is is really, um, you know, them playing up to their capabilities. And it's just, again, it's it's just a different series, and it's it's been really interesting for me to see how things change so much from series to series. You know, one minute you say, oh man, our big lineup's the answer, and then maybe you know a couple. Seven days later, it's not. It's a smaller lineup or some faster guys out there is the answer. So that's been, that's been interesting to see. Um, but again, um, you know, each game's its 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 own entity. And let's see if those let's see if those guys and all all of those guys, we can go do it in Milwaukee. You know, we want we need to we need to take this challenge of playing in a hostile environment. Right? We're going into the 
a, a tough, loud place to play, and let's see if those guys can, can bring that same pop and focus, determination uh, on the road. Uh, we'll do uh, one last question from uh, Mike Grange at the back. <clears throat> Nick, uh, Michael Grange from Sportsnet. Uh, Michael. Just touching on Fred, I mean, did you have any kind of heart-to-hearts with him? I mean, his shooting slump has been the whole postseason. He's contributed, obviously, in other ways. Yep. But to have him break out a little bit, uh, do you want to, I mean, is there, did you have any role in that or, or any conversations along those lines? Yeah, I, I'm uh, <laughs> not really, Michael. I think um, I might have been the last guy to know he went one for whatever he went the other night. I was so excited that we had to have him. Kyle fouled out with six minutes to go and we played double overtime and I thought he ran the team great. I, I didn't even know he, you know, I kind of hear, hear a few things, the two for 20, him and Danny and and I was like, geez, I didn't even know he was one for 12 because I was so excited that he stepped up and ran the team and got us a W. That's really his primary job. And we know we, tr- we trust him to take open shots. We know he's a kind of a clutch shot maker as well. Um, the only one that surprised me the other night was when we were up four with a minute to go and he had that wide open three. And I was like, that's ball game because he, he always makes that one. But it, but it didn't, didn't go. It wasn't his night for that. But um, he, he really doesn't let much bother him either. Thanks very much, everyone. Okay. That is Nick Nurse, head coach of the victorious Raptors, 120-102 over the Bucks, and the series is tied at two. I just want to touch on uh, Tom Sterner will be with us shortly. Uh, Dwayne, let's go back to one of his earlier points about the assist total, and, and Kawhi had just one. But when you read the rest of this, you understand the ball movement on this team. Uh, Spicy P had six, Gasol had seven, Kyle Lowry had six, Danny Green had one, and off the bench, three for Powell two for Ibaka, and six for Van Vliet. That's excellent movement. Yeah, and I think that just goes to show how everyone had the ball going. And defensively, uh, they had to play on everyone because they could make the shots or make those passes. And I think, you know, everyone who, I mean, there's some guys in there for garbage time, but everyone was in the four minute assist, and the ball moved, and they found guys for easy looks, and, and guys knocked down shots. That's the most important thing because when we talk about Danny and Fred going two for 20, uh, you can make the pass to them, but if the ball doesn't go in the basket, it's not an assist. And the offense was there you know, one through one through eight today, and I think that's what makes the wall work. Well, it's funny how things can turn. I mean, the shooting percentage was up, albeit for both teams, uh, but the Raptors were dropping shots. And I mean, how many times did you watch Game Three and go, "Boy, if that would have dropped, we're in a different direction," and it just it just didn't. Yeah, and I think it's the confidence was there where they were taking the shots, and even if they were tougher shots, they had the confidence that they were going to make them based on what they've done. You know, how the ball's moving, and I think that's. The confidence hasn't been there where you saw, like, in games when Fred was not shooting the ball well. He would dribble and probe in the key and then dribble out of the key and then try and make a pass and maybe it was a turnover, but he wasn't looking for his shot. And I think we saw it with Marcus all last game where he was looking for a shot and making them, and everyone else again there's as well. And that's, that's the productivity you're seeing with this team. Let's bring in former Raptors assistant coach Tom Sterner. Tom, welcome. How are you, how are you tonight, sir? Well, hey, we're enjoying this. Uh, Jim and, and Dwayne, are you kidding me? What a night. Boy, you, you know, you look at one and three and you say the games are close and you're nail biters and then you go to two and four for both teams and uh, the Raptors get the blowout tonight. So, uh, hey, we, we got a great series right now, a great series uh, unfolding in front of us. I'd like to compare it to Game 5 of the Sixers series, but I, I kind of like this performance better because, I mean, the tank was emptied here, wasn't it? Oh, it was, you know, and you, you take a look, and the guy that needed uh, tonight more than anybody was Kawhi. I mean, he just needed to get somebody else to help, and 
uh, somebody turned into everybody. You know, everybody showed up tonight for them, and uh, you can't say enough about the, you know the the two starters, Kyle and and Gasol, how how important they were in terms of getting the whole thing going. Uh, and, and, and then you just can't talk enough about the bench, 48 to 23 difference in terms of points. And then Norman and, and uh, Ibaka on the boards, Van Fleet, you know, everybody had it going tonight. It was just a, just a lot of fun to watch. Now, Coach, in moments like this, when obviously you look at what Kawhi and Pascal did last game with 52 and 51 minutes, is, it, is there anything that's actually said by either a leader of the team or maybe a coach saying, hey, these guys play pretty heavy. We need guys to help pick up the slack. Or is it just kind of like an inherent thing that guys just know their roles? Or like, how does that kind of materialize? Well, I, I think what happens is um, everybody gets a stat sheet, unfortunately, at the end of the game, and they go look at that. And um, the emotional win that you get by being able to survive a double overtime um, a lot of times it doesn't work out that way. A lot of times what happens when you don't win in regulation at home, you, you know, the pressure mounts, but the Raptors handled the pressure at the end of game three and got that win. So that carried over. I, I, I think it didn't have to be said. I, I think in the locker room, guys knew it. Uh, everybody's talking about it. The media's talking about it. Uh, you know, their friends are probably talking about it. Hey, we need to step up. We need to step up. And I think Gasol taking ownership in, in, in game two, you know, where he, he just took the ownership kind of, kind of, started the whole thing rolling because he came to play in game three and then it's contagious and then Norman Powell has the big game three so the confidence that these guys get they know they got to come out and tonight uh, again for such a large majority of the game these guys were all looking for for the shots that they had when they were open and that just that's just infectious and so you see what the end result is, is is a big win. Tom, I'd like your, your take on this. I mean, here in the building, to see them, you know, really fight through that first quarter and eventually escape with a one-point lead, and, and they, they just kept going. They got stronger by the quarter, to me, anyway. Did you see it that way? Yeah, we did. And, and one of the concerns early was the transitions buckets that Giannis was getting. You know, he, he had 10 points in that, in that early stretch by getting out in transition. And the wall... That, that everybody's talking about, which is what you try to do uh, with any transition defense is, is build a wall so that teams can't penetrate it off the dribble, uh, was broken down early. But the double teams, uh, there were eight of them in the first half where they doubled uh, uh, Giannis in the first half, eight double teams that yielded no points for the Milwaukee Bucks. Those two things that they cleared up defensively as the game went on was so uh, monumental in terms of being able to, to hold a team to 102 points where otherwise before that they were, they, they'd score at will. So those two factors alone were just big in terms of being able to, to get the win tonight. For the Bucks defensively, the double team can kind of be a gift and a curse where you see you know, they're going to throw extra defenders at Kawhi and it's either his ability to like know when to pass out of it or know when his teammates are ability to like create opportunities for them to be open. How do you think that d- double team hurt the Bucks tonight? Oh, it hurt them big time because when you look at it, you, you look at Kawhi, he, he really didn't have the explosiveness mm-hmm. tonight. But they, they, they stuck with a double team scheme that they were so worried about him 
when tonight was the night not to double-team Kawhi simply because you're looking at him and he's he's probably 60% tonight at best. I mean, he had the one explosive dunk that he had, uh, I think, in the third or second quarter. I can't remember exactly when it was. And, and he just grimaced in pain. So at that point in time, these are game adjustments. These are the things that you have to try to be able to do in game uh, to alter your game plan. He didn't. They Bucks didn't have to double team Kawhi tonight. They, they ended up giving all the other guys the open looks, and that's what helped Norman Powell get wide open looks. That's what helped Ibaka be able to get some open looks, and then Kyle and Gasol. Gasol benefited greatly by it. So. Uh, it, it could have been a, a mistake by uh, by the you know the Milwaukee Bucks tonight to continue to double team Kawhi on a night when he really didn't have it going. Uh, Dwayne made point of this earlier. The the same kind of questions that were asked of Coach Nurse after uh, two losses were then asked of Coach Bud tonight. So so looking ahead, what are the adjustments that both would make? Well, you, you take a look at it. You know, uh, one of the things that you have to do is get back home. I, I, I sent a text to Nick. Uh, before game three and I said the Milwaukee Bucks did what they had to do they won at home it's now your turn and 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 obviously you know they they took care of business Uh, adjustments that you have to make uh, certainly you got to go back and win the rebound game tonight was the first night that the Raptors won the rebound game Lowry uh, continues to be a problem for them in the sense that they've got to stop filing Kyle Lowry he had 10 for 10 from the free throw line so those those, those silly fouls are something that they have to be able to eliminate obviously their bench has to get back and start rolling again you know, where they can get it going. Middleton was a guy tonight who got it, got the monkey off his back a little bit, so he's got to continue to play well. But I think Hill and Brogdon are the two guys that are going to have to self-evaluate after tonight's game because they certainly need to be more aggressive, more aggressive in the half court and looking for their shots because they were the difference makers when the Milwaukee Bucks won. Now, Coach, obviously they say nothing really carries from game to game in the playoffs, but you got to feel confident that guys like – you know, Fred can you know get get his his offense is flowing back, and Norm is still playing at this level. And even Danny Greenwell, he didn't shoot that well. I mean, his first possession, the first time he touched the ball, he drove to the cup. Uh, is it safe to say that at least offensively, their confidence should be stronger when going into the next game? Yeah, I would. Yeah, no, Dwayne, no question. I, I think this is a big lift, and there's going to be an emotional lift uh, in, in uh, Milwaukee right at the beginning. I mean, you're going to weather the storm. It seems like the team that wins the first quarter, and I know it was a one-point margin tonight, but the teams that seem to come out of the gate uh, and, and, and dominate in that first quarter are the teams that continue to carry on through the rest of the game. So, the, you know, the Raptors are going, to, they're, they're going into a hornet's nest. I mean, they're, they're going to have to go up there and endure the emotional lift. The fans will be crazy. Uh, and, and so getting out early and being able to get a couple easy buckets, continuing to build that wall to maintain Giannis in terms of the transition uh, are, is going to be key. And then it's going to be interesting to see how, how, how aggressive Middleton comes out at home, you know, seeing how he had the good game here. You, you want to try to pick up. The only thing you want to pick up from the previous game is who had the hot hand so that you, that you want to make sure you, you lock them down. And, and, you know, the guy we haven't talked a whole lot yet is Siakam, and he was, you know, non-existent tonight uh, from the standpoint of being ag- uh, aggressive. So he has to reevaluate his game in terms of getting ready for game five. 
I mean, while you bring up performances, Kawhi Leonard uh, in the building, noticeably uh, limping in the third quarter, but his uh, gutsy performance playing through that seemed to elevate everybody else. Well, it, it, no question. Uh, Kawhi, you know, like was trying to make plays. You know, he, he, he was out there um, being able to uh, uh, probe, you know, get into the paint. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, Kawhi still had an efficient game from the standpoint of being able to go out and perform. You know, 6 of 13, you know, he gets 19 points. This guy every night goes out. When you look at his numbers and you look at the amount of shots that he takes and the, and the production he gets on the other side of things, I mean, 19 points and 13 in shots is, is phenomenal. So just the fact with him on the floor, you saw how important his presence was, even though he wasn't the typical Kawhi Leonard that, with that you know, we're all used to. He still was an effective player, getting big rebounds, being able to uh, be able to get stops at the defensive end. How many times did you watch him go get deflections? You know where it, where it led to an easy bucket at the at the other end of the floor. All these things don't show up on stat sheets, but they're so important not only to 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 the the outcome of the game, but to the teammates knowing that he's out there battling with them. Tom, thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks very much for having me on. Our pleasure. That's Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. 120-102 was the final score. Raptors and Bucks tied at two. Game five goes Thursday. Game six is now in the books. It'll go Saturday night right here at Scotiabank Arena. We'll be with you for that. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Lowry on the dribble, far side, left wing. Drives on Ilyasova, kick out. Leonard, three, good! Down the bottom of the well for Leonard. Timeout, Milwaukee. And the game is sealed at that point, but it's important to note that at that late stage of the game, that was Kawhi's first and only tray of the night. He, he didn't have to do a lot of heavy lifting today. No. I mean, he did on the defensive end, but he didn't have to carry the load offensively. And, I mean, I think... You saw where he, he could find his spots. He was laboring, but he could find his spots. It wasn't like, okay, I've got to create off the dribble. And he tried at some points, but he didn't, they didn't need him to do it. Well, and they didn't all night because it was, it was apparent from the early going that the rest of the team was there. Yeah, without question. I mean, I think, I think there's something to be said, though, because, I mean, he had, his task was to slow down Giannis offensively. He had a lot of possessions against him, but he didn't have to worry about doing it on the defensive end. Marcus Gasol's line tonight, 31 minutes played, and he had five rebounds, all defensive, seven assists, a steal, a couple of blocks, and 17 points. We're going to go inside the locker room now, brought to you by Tom's Place. Find your style at Tom's Place in Adelaide Street West and in Kensington Market. Tom's Place will suit you. Here's Marcus Gasol postgame. Mark, uh, first quarter was sort of back and forth, but how important was it to come out, set the tone, just in terms of kind of pace and style of play tonight? I mean the way the, the game started, they were, you know, really playing downhill and uh, and, and getting to the to the basket and you know I think we started 12, uh, I mean five or 12. The way we responded to that was pretty good, I think, and uh, we you know we start cracking down the paint a little bit more, uh, picking out the ball a little higher, um, being a little more physical, and uh, good things happen when we do that. What do you think was sort of the key to pulling away a little bit there in the second quarter? Moving the ball, always defensively. I thought that we. Did a good job, but moving the ball allowed us to score. Um, and then, you know, once you score, you said that defense is a you know whole different game. So I think that uh, uh, you know ball movement and communication and effort, you know, all with the same things. And a big contribution from the bench tonight, Serge and Fred. Yeah, Fred has been uh, and Norm have been um, really good and Serge. I mean, 
I mean, they all, you know, I don't see Benz and Stoura. It's, it's all a part of a big unit, and, and it's everyone's responsibility to, to get everybody going. Uh, you know, sometimes those guys have the toughest job because they, you know, their run is a little, a little more limited. Uh, so, you know, to get going in, in those amount of minutes, it's, it's hard. Their leash is a little shorter. So, um, big kudos to them. A bunch of you guys played big minutes in Game Three, but Kawhi and Pascal played over 50. Yeah. How big was it tonight for for everybody else to kind of pick them up a little bit? It's, it's team basketball, and it's you know, we all are ready. Obviously, we we put a lot of our responsibility. In those, you know, those two guys, special on Kawhi, um, but it's everyone's job to, you know, to do whatever's necessary to win the games. In the third quarter, that was sort of the most I've seen you operating from the elbow as a playmaker. Maybe at least the most it's worked. What did you see opening up uh, on those passes to Kawhi? I think you had one month other assists from that. Um, I, I mean, movement. I mean, he he, he seemed to be open on, on a couple of cuts, so um, he was open. Yeah. What is, I mean, after game two, we all saw you were very displeased with yeah, yeah. the team and yourself. Yeah. What was at the center of that? Like, obviously, the results weren't great, but what were you most displeased about your game and what has changed? Um, I allowed my frustrations offensively on that game impact my defense, and that really, you know, threw yeah. me for a spin. Um, you know, whatever happens offensively, you can um, you know, let it affect your defense, and, and that was, you know, what uh, really got me frustrated. It's... Uh, Allowing that uh, that offense to you know mess up my defense and because that's where your team relied on you the most and uh, and that really you know, threw me for a spin and but it's it's live right you get you get knocked down you get up and, uh, and try to do better. It's obviously been a series with the home team winning all four so far. What do you guys need to do on Thursday in Milwaukee to get the first road victory? In the keep series? keep that same energy that we can you know, we've been playing with, um, the same mindset, the same discipline, um, you know, kind of the same. Uh, Hopefully the same result. I would do it since Kawhi's night, knowing that he was clearly not uh, 100%. Well, it's, it's team basketball. You know, when a guy ha- doesn't have it, and, you know, we play um, different way. And it, I mean, and, and he's still huge for us. I mean, he's a great trigger anytime. The way they play him, I, th- I mean, he, he had a great. I mean, obviously not the you know one of those crazy nights where he goes for 40, but. Uh, he created triggers for somebody else. He moved the ball when he had to. He, you know, defensively, uh, I thought for the most part he did a, you know, a good job communicating and being physical. Um, I'll take it. How, how dangerous they are on, in transition. It would be easy to sort of give up on offensive rebounds, but I mean, serve is in there all night. Yeah. How, I mean, how hard is that to sort of manage in your head? And how good was he? In that it was amazing. It was amazing. He, he grabbed the ones that he had to grab, and, and and you know, you you take a kind of like a calculated risk, um, you know, and, and you have to be smart with it. I think he's really smart with it and has a great instinct. Um, you just cannot send too many bodies because you gotta start, you know, creating and your defense and building your walls. Um, so, um, you know, one guy, uh, you know, hopefully get it. Uh, if, if he don't, he had a sprint and, you know, be part of the wall. Now, do you feel like the team is not representing Jersey City, but also the whole country? Sorry. Okay. Do you feel like the team is not representing Jersey City, but also the whole country? Uh, obviously. Obviously, um, you know, playing at home um, means a lot to us. Uh, you know, they, they make... The, the bad runs shorter, they made the good runs longer. Um, you know, that's kind of playing at home. Marcus All, post game, 17 points, and part of a, a nice ensemble cast 
to contribute offensively. Yeah, one thing he said about when they were asking about Kawhi, he said he's a team player. And it goes the other way. When the team's not playing well, Kawhi is that guy. So it's that balance where they can pick each other up. And the other thing he talked about, the assists in terms of the ball moving. I think Kawhi, sorry, Marcus Hall's a great passer. But a lot of times earlier in the series, he was looking to pass first and not looking for his own shot. Now that he's taking his own shot, the defense has to re- respect what he's doing because is he going to shoot it or is he going to pass it? And it makes his passing easier. Well, so that's the big question about what happens uh, the rest of the series because there was a sort of a different look in terms of full participation from the Raptors, including the bench. You wonder what Coach Bud would do to counter that it, it, because he's going to expect to see it again, right? This isn't a one-off. And his problem, Coach Bud's problem, is that his bench, his second unit is going to step up. So he's trying to figure out what's going on in his kitchen before he can even figure out how to worry about the second unit. But the fact is that, you know, he had that advantage early in the season where in the series where his bench was stepping up and the Raptors wasn't. So he's got to find ways to get his guys back on trap. Uh, but the Raptors are more deeper than two guys. He's going to have more problems. Norman Powell tonight, 32 minutes, five rebounds, three assists, a steal, and 18 points. Here he is postgame. Norm, uh, Doug Smith, the Toronto Star. You're always telling us that you just sort of let the game come to you. And But tonight, did you feel like you took it to the game a little bit when you first got out there in that first quarter? Uh, I don't think so. I just uh, uh, try to go out there and see. Um, first of all, I watch from the bench, um, talking to the guys, looking at how um, the game is being played. And I'm um, going out there and uh, trying to impact the game where I see that I can. And just uh, take what the defense is giving me and and just stay confident in my reads and uh, just try to uh, follow the game flow. Norma, Reed Forgrave, CBS Sports. Uh, you guys were like, crisper and uh, seemed to get everyone involved more this game than any game this series. And I'm curious if you could help describe like the co- collective mentality of your team on offense when when that sort of stuff is going on, when you're playing with that sort of energy and cohesiveness? I think uh, the, the coaches have done a great job of uh, breaking down the film for us and seeing where we can improve and um, uh, attack the defenses and um, seeing how, how they're playing us, and uh, especially uh, with, with Kawhi having the ball. He draws so much attention, so it's uh, opening up a lot for us um, on, on the weak side. And um, we're just trying to play through him a little bit, play through Mark. Um, Mark's done a phenomenal job of, of breaking down defenses when he has the ball up top um, on cuts, on, on screens. And, um, you know, I think uh, we're just playing for one another. You know, everybody's talking on, on what we see and how we can uh, get better looks, get uh, good looks, and trying to get a shot up every time down. And we're staying confident in one another. You know, we're talking to each other on, on different shots, different reads that are there. Maybe they missed or, or um, <clears throat> shots that they could have took it, could have take. And uh, we've just been doing that uh, uh, since uh, the first two games. Uh, to Ian, who's standing up on your left here, Norman. Hey, Norm. Ian Harrison, Associated Press. How much has the, have the events of the past couple of games changed this team's mindset heading now into game five? Um, I think uh, the, the first two games, uh, they, they really brought the intensity to us. You know, they, they really came out and, and were more physical, were more active, and um, we wanted to change that narrative. Uh, coming home, we wanted to protect home court. We wanted to come out with a lot of juice, uh, be the aggressors, be more physical, and take the game to them. And I think uh, uh, we really did that, um, uh, these uh, game three and game four, uh, being able to be the aggressors on defense, being tied in on the, the fundamentals of, of our defense. And everybody's been rotating. Our communications got a lot better um, here at home, and we just got to do that on the road. Uh, to Eric Smith, who's at the very back there. Norm, Eric Smith, Sportsnet. When you look collectively at the postseason overall, do you think this was your team's most complete effort that we've seen thus far? 
Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think, uh, um, I mean, it helps when, when guys who um, uh, come in who haven't been hitting the shots that they, they normally uh, make uh, come in and, and, and take their shots with confidence still, you know, and then we got a big contribution from um, our bench, uh, Serge, Fred, and me just came in, um, wanted to be the aggressors and set the tone. Um, uh, we done all postseason talking to each other on game in, game out, on how we can help and how we can contribute. And um, I thought we did a great job of, uh, of doing that today, getting everybody involved, getting everybody touches um, in the flow in their spots. I think, uh, like I said before, the coach has done a great job of breaking down the offense of where we can attack them and, and get guys easier looks. That is Norman Powell postgame. Stats Pack is brought to you by Downtown Toyota, part of the Downtown Auto Group. You are what drives us. And I'm going to go with this, uh, Dwayne. When we went back to Game 5 of the Sixers series, we talked about the five starters with double-digit scoring and Ibaka off the bench. And so tonight we have Leonard Gasol and Lowry from the starting unit with uh, double digits and off the bench, all three, Powell, Ibaka, and Van Vliet. And that total six. That's nice. It's a very nice number. It is. I like that. So Robson six is that what you're trying to say? No, uh, I was just curious. It's going to go back and forth. Uh, you know, I always temper this with: do not fall in love with the winner of the last game, especially in basketball when it's by a sizable margin. There is always a response. Um, I don't know what it'll be. I expect a close game in Game Five, but I would expect it to go seven. Yeah, I'm, I've always called it for seven. I think you're right, especially going back to Milwaukee and after how they got it handed to them today. They're going to bounce back. They're going to they're going to play well at home. Well, and, and we admit that the Raptors emptied the tank, so they they had the adrenaline to recover from the double overtime win and i don't know what's left in the tank quite frankly well i mean when norm just got asked if this is the most complete play game they've had by their team in the postseason and it has been but look how late in the postseason it's come so to me it's positive there's more opportunities for that to happen where they can just finally find the rhythm collectively that's a good time for this well, team certainly if the bench is going to contribute like that i mean exactly. that opens a new door doesn't it? exactly yeah <laughs> that hasn't been there <laughs> no what you're here <laughs> nowhere now? to be found right. <laughs> well i mean what were they had like 11 points in, in games yeah well and, and the bench was shorter well, they, yeah, well, in the Philadelphia series, there wasn't even eight guys getting in the game because they couldn't count on them. Well, and that's the bonus, too. When, when you deal with what the bench did, then you can look at Siakam's 23 minutes and Danny Green's 25 minutes, and so there's there's something there for game five. And the perfect example, we talked about how the team picked up the load for Kawhi and Pascal tonight. It, it also means they don't have to play as many minutes. The wear, the wear and tear isn't on them as heavily because there's other guys who can step in and give this team quality minutes. More post-game sound next. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. 50. Powell, corner three, good. Down the bottom of the well. Lowry on the penetration. 59-50 Toronto. Norman Powell with 10 off the bench. That is the play of the game brought to you by 241 Pizza. Try the all-new bacon cheddar garlic loaf for only $6.99. Order online at 241pizza.com or you could call... 241. Oh, 241. No comment. Oh, 241. Well, well done. Well played. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, let's get post game reaction now. Here is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, how big was the contributions you guys got from the bench tonight? It was big time. I think they scored like over 30 points or so. Uh, just everybody contributed tonight. Um, Knockdown shots, playing great defense. How, how when, when Serge comes in there with that energy, especially on the defensive end, what kind of an impact does that have on you guys as a team? It's big. Uh, he's making plays, uh, you know, getting rebounds, uh, blocking shots, um, making shots on the other end. And, um, you know, when he does, does things like that, everybody just, you know, gets energy and it's just a whole team flow at that point. How do you feel physically, not just in terms of fatigue, but in terms of the like? 
Uh, we feel good and keep going and keep fighting. Uh, we have a chance to, you know, make history. Is it fair to say that you were feeling the effects, though, of that game of game three and everything around? Um, I mean, it's no excuses. Uh, we're playing basketball and, um, you know, we got to win tonight. Was, was this closer to the kind of Rockers team that you've experienced all year in terms of contributions from a lot of different places? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, um, we had games that everybody contributes, and you just got to keep fighting. Like I said, um, don't worry about the misses and just execute. Don't make mistakes on the defensive end, and um, that's all you can do, you know what I mean? Just leave it all on the floor. Well, you guys got 32 assists on 41 uh, baskets tonight. You got some back cuts, different stuff to work with. That kind of started with some of the confidence you guys have. Um, I don't think it's just confidence, though. Uh, you know, people are confident in the shot. It just doesn't go in sometimes, like I said. And, you know, um, I feel like we missed a lot of wide-open shots just throughout the whole playoffs. And I think we're just going to keep getting better from here. Wow, that's inspirational right there. Keep getting better from here. 120-102 is the final score. Series tied at two. Game five Thursday. We'll be with you for game six Saturday right here from Scotiabank Arena. What do you think happens going forward? Well, we have a series now. I mean, that's right. A couple of days ago, even. it was, oh, the Raptors have to win at home. The Raptors got beat. Now we have a series. It's back to ground zero, and the Raptors are now in a different place, not mentally, but collectively how this team, the team approaches, where it's not just two, a two man show, which is what we saw for most of the, most of the playoffs. Well, I like your point. Uh, suddenly, Coach Bud was asked the same questions Nick Nurse was asked after the first two losses. So now it's, now it's on you. Yeah, exactly. You're right. And, and, and I expect them to, to bounce back. But I also like the new level of strength that this Raptors team has and new level of confidence that they have overall. Plenty of basketball ahead, and thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, live from Scotiabank Arena, this has been Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca.